Making an unexpected run to the playoffs, DJ Dallas was an unsung hero for the Seahawks in 2022. What did the versatile running back and special teams ace think of his season, and why is he so excited about the future of the franchise? We're going to chat with the fourth-year running back on a special edition of Locked On Seahawks. You are Locked On Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings 12. This is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast. I'll soon be joined by my co-host Nick Lee and a very special guest for this special edition interview. We'll be chatting with one of Seattle's unsung heroes of the 2022 season, DJ Dallas, live in Glendale, the site of the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs. we got a loaded interview coming your way. A lot of intel on Seattle's surprising season, what went right for Dallas in a breakthrough third season, and much more. And that's going to be coming your way courtesy of Blue Nile. This Valentine's Day, romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell all you lovebirds that. You've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks, but have you found the perfect Valentine's Day gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's been Jewelers will then handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control so you can forget the usual hassles of the jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamonds against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. It's Super Bowl week in Glendale. We get the Eagles and the Chiefs getting ready to duke it out. And we have a very special guest joining us from Arizona. He's now a fourth-year pro. I had to make sure I caught myself on that after three seasons with the Seahawks. A versatile running back, also a key player on the special teams unit, one of the best special teams unit in the NFL this year. Joining us from Glendale, DJ Dallas. DJ, thanks for joining the show. We're glad to have you on board. Oh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Looking back at this last season, obviously there was a lot of negative publicity about this team before the season, low expectations, and you go out and have a career high for yards per carry, yards after contact, made a bunch of big plays on special teams. What really clicked for you from an individual standpoint this year? Uh, me personally, I just feel like I, I've had a little bit to prove um, and I feel like I've got more to prove and I'm, I'm ready or well, gearing up to be ready to, to, you know, prove myself right in this fourth season. But uh, more so just just, you know, uh, drafting K-9 and K-9 pushing me to be be my best self every day, whether it be uh, us talking ball or just just life stuff. So, uh, yeah, he was he he made me better. Ken made me better. I can truly say he made me better. 
And I also know there's something else that you did that changed up your training routine last offseason as well, bringing in some amorpho gear. How did that influence your season with the production you had on offense and special teams? Uh, yeah, so so amorpho helped me uh, really try to be more more explosive, more like faster. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not done in that, uh, aspect yet, but, uh, yeah, it, it worked. It worked for me. It's, it's really just a, like it's weighted gear. So instead of using like bulky weight vests and overloading my joints, uh, in the off season, I used uh, a more sleek, let me see if I can grab it for you. A more sleek, uh, Ooh, weight vest. Cool. Yeah. I used the more sleek weight vest, uh, that was super innovative and and uh, it's ten pounds. Uh, they we've got shirts and uh, shorts and tights that'll add a, another uh, five or six pounds. And overall, you'll probably end up with like fifteen pounds uh, added weight. And so instead of like training in uh, like a helmet or or shoulder pads, I just throw that on and um, yeah, that that seems to get the job done. I, I was planning it all the way up until to preseason uh, three. And um, yeah, I feel like I had one of my, my best preseasons yet. So yeah. I'm, is that I'm something that you just wear, that you just wear for all of your workouts and actually on the field, or is it just something away from actually participating in training camp practices, stuff like that? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, I, I used it uh, like I would wear pants in, in uh training camp and I just throw the tights under the pants so that my legs are, you know, working more than than uh, everybody else's legs. And then, you know, after that, you just got to recover. But, uh, yeah, instead of, um, like I said, instead of, like, using a heavy, heavy, bulky uh, weight vest, I just throw this on or throw the pant, the tights on, and then I've got the same, the same exact result. Thanks, DJ. And, and also, uh, there was so much. This is Nick Lee, by the way. Uh, there's so much noise out there about about the quarterback situation with Geno Smith taking over ahead of the season uh, for Russell Wilson. What is something you noticed about Geno that allowed him to be great this season and lead this team to where few outside the organization thought they could go? Uh, just Geno being a passionate leader. Uh, he he was you know, a passionate leader from, from jump street, he came in and, and he challenged us all to be our best selves. And, uh, he told us from jump street, like, yeah, we could take this to wherever we want to go. We could take it all the way to the Super Bowl. And we really got behind, Gino and the leaders, the other leaders got behind, Gino, And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful season for me. For, for me, I think it was just a precursor to what, what we will be and what we can be next year. Now, that's a really good question for this follow-up here because, you know, big picture, looking at where this team is at, 9-8, and eight, you know, my, some people might look at that, oh, you're only a game over 500, but this team was expected to win five and a half games, according to the bookies out there before the season started. So everybody's been talking about the future. But what, what happened this year that leads you to believe that this is just a stepping stone for where this team is heading in 2023 and beyond? If you look across the board, we've got uh, we've got the veterans with the experience. But then now we've got young guys with experience. So I feel like it's the it's the perfect mix of veteran leadership with young youth. And uh, 
you know, we've got we've got two tackles that that'll be in their second season. A running back will be in his second season. The game will slow down for those guys. Uh, you got Tariq Woolen and uh, Kobe Bryant and Boye Mafe on defense. The game will slow down for those guys. But then you got Q Diggs. You got uh, Jamal Adams coming back. Geno, uh, our whole interior uh, core team guys, me, uh, Belor, those guys, uh, you know, just the mix of that. And then just seeing what that, that mix without the youth experience did. And now coming up into this next season, those guys will have a year under their belt. It's going to get scary for a lot of folks. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Scary. I like that. And, uh, you know, Pete Carroll never, never viewed the 2022 season as a rebuild. He, 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 and I also backed that up with, uh, with action being in that locker room, DJ, what, what makes Pete such a good coach and able to build such a strong rapport with the players, despite that, that large age gap, he's one of the oldest coaches in, in head coaches in football. How does he do it? He's probably the oldest, most youthful guy ever. I feel like oh, he's probably the most youthful old head I've ever met. But I love Pete. Like, I've got so much respect for, for Pete. Pete brings it every day. Uh, he competes every day. He's he's trying to be the best head coach every day. And uh, like you said, like, everybody was counting us out as far as, like, saying, oh, this is a rebuild year. But Pete said, to heck with the rebuild year. Uh, we're going to go win it all. And that's what he set out to do every day. He challenged us to – to bring our best selves, to bring our best, you know, focus, to bring our best competitive nature every day. And uh yeah, Pete, Pete really, really was was the main person pushing that that this is not a rebuild year. This is not a rebuild year. This is not a rebuild year. And next year he's probably gonna push the notion that this is our year to do it. This is our year to do it. And I and a lot of the guys in the locker room, 99% of the guys in the locker room do believe that this year coming up is gonna be our year. Wow, yeah, and, and thoughts on uh, on Pete not being a coach of the year finalist? Oh man, I, I think Pete should have been it, the coach of the year for three years running. That's just you know <laughs> my guy, a little biased. That's my head coach, but uh, yeah, I, I think he he should have got it or even a, a consideration this year, just because of what he's done with uh, all the young talent and the old talent that he's that he's got on our roster. I don't know how much you'll be able to detail on this, but I did happen to see, I believe it was Kate Johnson that had an interview that came out today. And he was talking about gum on the side of Seahawk players helmets. And there's only one person that that could potentially come from. So I, I, I guess I'm asking you this. What, what is the best Pete Carroll story that you can tell us that at least on a podcast, what is the best story from Pete that you can tell me? Obviously, the That's, gum story was Kate Johnson's, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that I, I can. I've seen Pete throw some gum, uh, <laughs> bro. It's probably the farthest I've ever seen him throw a piece of gum, but it, you know, mishaps do happen. Not saying that it did or confirming that it did, but you know, <laughs> uh, I think my, my best Pete Carroll story from this past season was uh, right before the Jets game, you know, we're meeting at the hotel or whatever. And um, he, everything's, you know, he's talking and, you know, he's getting us, you know, he's doing that regular speech, the pregame speech, because he doesn't really give one like like the day of the game. It's like always the day before. And uh, during his pregame speech, he just takes off and like 
breaks the freaking whiteboard that he wrote on like he broke it completely broke it and i'm just like dang pete just really did that and everybody's going crazy like ah. it was it was it was a wild time and uh you know, from then on, I'm like, shoot, I'm I'm gonna run through a brick wall for this man. Whatever it is, whatever he tells me to do, I'm gonna do it. Run through a whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. I, I can. Ju- I'm just picturing this because we've seen some of the crazy stuff that Pete even does at press conferences uh, with media members coming in there shooting jump shots and killing flies on the podium. That was probably the funniest <laughs> thing that I saw him do this year. And so I guess I'm not surprised even the night before game that he's getting that fired up. You, you mentioned earlier how much Ken Walker the third pushed you this year, and obviously when you bring a player of that talent. At your own position group, you know, part of you is thinking, you know, I'm now fighting for reps against this guy. But you guys have such a strong, tightly knit running back group. And it's been that way for a long time. Even when Marshawn Lynch was here, Chris Carson up till this last year, Rashad Penny and company. What was your early impression of Ken Walker III when he came in? And what did you see from him as the season progressed? Because he really took off the last three or four games, three straight 100-yard games. And he had a little bit of a slump there in the middle of the season. What did you see from him as a player that helped him get over that rookie wall and really finish the season strong? Uh, just him being a mature guy. Like from day one, he's he's mature beyond his years. And uh, – he wants to know, like he wants to know everything, like whether it be like past pro or or what, like I'll, maybe I'll have a rep and like he'll ask me what I saw there. Like he wants to know everything about everything. So I feel like that's going to make him one of those ones. Like when it's all said and done, he'll be he'll be a, a name that's talked about for forever. And um, like I tell him all the time, like I believe in him. I, I believe in him. And before the game, I always tell him like, it's his show and, and you know we're gonna help him we're gonna help him get to where he wants to go and so uh yeah man he pushed me to be be my best self and I can't wait to see uh what happens tonight uh the guy should get offensive rookie of the year I hope Tariq gets defensive rookie of the year it'd be like I don't even know when the last time that's happened that a team has had two rookies to win both awards but it'd be a crazy time if if both of those guys end up pulling that off. 2017, actually, the Saints did it. So it's actually Ooh. been fairly recent, but I think that's the only time that it's ever happened. And by the way, DJ, Seattle's never had a rookie of the year, at least from the AP, since their Jeez. existence. So yeah, how we'll, funny I would it be we'll to have one tonight, one year? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Yeah, so maybe it's okay to get a little greedy and want two here. It's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, um, well, we'll get three awards tonight. We'll get comeback right. player, both rookie awards. So. This bonus episode of Locked on Seahawks is brought to you by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Into a TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. It's special teams. Let's talk special teams here, DJ. Uh, you know, it's an important way for a player to stick on a roster and prolong their career. It's, you know, 
vital, vital part of the game. And it seems like you've done everything except kick field goals and punt. You've, you accumulated almost 400 total return yards the last uh, last season. What's your favorite part about contributing to, to special teams? Uh, the selfless feeling of, of special teams. Uh, you gotta be, gotta be a selfless guy to do that. Especially like late in the season, I was moved to like the front line of kick return and, and you gotta be selfless with that because the guy behind you has the ball or, or protecting Dixon when he's punting the ball, you know, or, or running down the right lane so that, you know, spring somebody free to go, go make a tackle. So you, you just gotta be selfless in that. And, um, you know, I feel like I feel like some of your best players are gonna play that that uh like Nick Ballor, he's he's one of our best guys, you know, and he he plays all four core teams and even got in at fullback and was killing folks. But yeah, man, you just gotta be selfless in that. And uh I feel like Izzo has has instilled that selfless nature, but he's also instilled that warrior mentality in all eleven guys on all four core teams. So yeah, we we uh when we're when we're out there, we we have a good time. As Nick mentioned, you've had almost 400 return yards in this past season, and you were using kick return and punt return. I had to ask you this because I watched the Pro Bowl and the games this year. I don't know what your thoughts on are the switch ups that they had this year with that not having the game, but. I believe Quandre was the one that was participating in the uh, relay that had punt fielding. And you could see just how difficult that that is, even for NFL guys to do. What is it about returning punts that is so much trickier than returning kickoffs? For fans that maybe haven't experienced it, it's something I've talked to a few other players about. What makes that so darn tricky, especially with the hang time these punters get these days? Uh yeah, don't don't field one against an Australian punter like Dixon. He he'll make you look crazy. But uh, so kick return kick return the ball's got a different trajectory. You got to end over end, uh, and it's it's fairly it's fairly easier to catch. Uh, but punt return you you've got to know like what style of punter it is. Like I said, like if you get Dixon, Dixon's gonna give you some some crap the whole game. Like he's gonna give you he might bomb one and then he might hit you a slice or then he might hit you a banana. Like it's, it's all, it's a lot of stuff that punters can do with the ball just by where it hits their foot, how it hits their foot, uh, what end of the ball they kick. Uh, you can get, you can get a spiral like this, or you can get a spiral like this. Uh, they might start on the left hash and kick it all the way right hash and then make the ball bend back into the left hash. So like it's a lot of stuff that you have to worry about when uh, fielding a punt, but uh, I enjoyed my time back there. I, I enjoyed uh, fielding punts, uh, kind of like a, an adrenaline rush. I was, I, I I will say this, I'll I'll improve. Like there's, I you know I see everything, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to improve back there. If I get the chance again, I'll, I'll be, I'll be better. And uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I have fun back there whether it be kickoff return or, or punt return, I, I just, you know, take every rep and just try to have fun with it. Man, it sounds like you're trying to catch a, a wedge shot from Tiger Woods back there with all that <laughs> spinning in there. Um, and, and speaking of other sports, you know, with uh, LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record this week, you know, in the Super Bowl this weekend, um, kind of got us thinking, you got a front row ticket to relive one great sports moment of the past to any sport. So just the great iconic moments, which, 
which ticket do you take and when where are you going? Iconic moment in sports. Man, I would have loved to be a freaking fly on the wall uh, in the Munich Olympics back in the day. Man, I would have loved to be. I just would have loved to see, like, the man who was running that country's face when everything was going down. I would have, dang, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. Incredible. That's the time. Yeah, that was not one that I was expecting there. But now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that would be one. It would have been crazy, right? It would have been crazy just like to – like. To feel the atmosphere, like, cause I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in like, like the atmosphere of places can can change a game or change an outcome, and like, just just to talk to him like before his race, and be like, what are you feeling right now, or like, how are you feeling, like, how is this place making you feel, and then seeing him cross the finish line first <laughs> a couple of times, and like looking up and seeing that man's face, I would have would have gave whatever to see that dj dallas deep thinker i like it (laughs) that that is again i was that's not even one that that went completely over my radar but yeah now i'm thinking about it that would be an amazing one Uh, we've greatly appreciated having a chance to chat with you dj and uh i just gotta ask real quick you guys got to face the chiefs this year so you know them from this season didn't play against the Eagles. You look at this Super Bowl, you've got two teams that are constructed very similarly, especially in the trenches. What are you thinking about this game? Who's got the edge to win this game and get the Lombardi Trophy, in your opinion? The Eagles, for sure. The Eagles, they've got the best front seven in the game. Um, they got like a couple, like four guys over double digits. Their backups are, aren't backups. Uh, their running backs run the ball hard. Their quarterback's capable. He's uh, a great leader. Um, their receivers, they make plays. Their DBs make plays. Um, it's just going to come down to who's, whose O-line is going to hold up the best. And I feel like the Eagles will have – they have a slight edge, and um, I think they'll get it done. There you have it. DJ Dallas says the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get their second Super Bowl in six years. And, Nick, I know your dad would be really excited. His dad's a Philadelphia native. So I know he would be excited to get that second Lombardi trophy. DJ, it's been a blast. Have a great offseason and spend some time with your family as well. Oh, yeah. Always good to see you guys. Thanks, DJ. Take care, DJ. Coming up on our Blue Friday episode, we'll be taking a look if any Seahawks won major awards at the annual NFL Honors Banquet. Plus, we'll be taking a look at free agents that may interest the Seahawks from the AFC North Division. Going to be a fun episode. Hope you'll be listening in. Thanks for listening to the show and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Go Hawks.